Welcome back to WSHIT's continuing coverage of the 55th annual Pecan Nut Potato Festival. And man, what a day it is. 107 live musical acts from around the county. The best roasted pecans anywhere in the state. And the ladies are out with their short shorts and their hoop skirts. What's that? And the men, too. It is 2020. The men also out in their short shorts. It was a style back in the 70s for a minute. I could not fit in those shorts. I had what you call a rump roast. At least that's what my mother used to say. Back to the coverage. Brian Jacobs is out on the scene. He's been there since 8 o'clock this morning. By my count, 14 hours. And the festivities do get ruckus around this time. Brian, can you tell us what's going on? What are you seeing at the Potato Pecan Festival? Whoa, that's so intense. Whoa, man. Whoa. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, wow. Woo. Yeah. Oh, Oh my, ah, oh my god, look at that. It's starting to even look like a triple rainbow. Oh my god, it's full on double rainbow all the way across the sky. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. It does sound like fun, doesn't it? We'll let Brian collect himself and get back in a moment. Save me some of whatever you're smoking, Brian. We'll take a quick commercial break and be right back to the action. In early 2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... Hi, Pat. That's Hoadley, Mom. She does the show with me. Hi, Hoadley! <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Green. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you know that if you go to Elegant Nails, they don't even... They, like, they won't even touch you and they can do your nails. All he's trying to do is get you out of the fucking house, and all you want to do is, you know, drop your 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 girlfriend off at high school, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had recorded it. They decided that they were going to take the parking lot of Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is the place where the NASCAR races come. And by the way, just a little, you know, shout out to Atlanta Motor Speedway. 
It's disgustingly run down there. You've got to get the, your shit together at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. <laughs> the next episode of the commercial break starts now. Hi, Brian. It's your mom. It's good to talk to you. <laughs> Listen, I know you didn't answer the phone, but I just want to tell you about 35 things I did today. How long did the message go? Two or three minutes? Today I went to the hairdresser, and it just, just know that I don't have coronavirus because no one there has coronavirus because they don't even touch you. They don't, they don't touch you at the hairdresser. They don't touch you at the hairdresser, Mom? <laughs> no, they don't touch you at the hairdresser. They have like a plastic thing in front of you. They have a plastic thing in front of you, but they don't. How did they get to your hair? I don't know. I didn't even ask them. I just went to sleep for a little while. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'm going to send you straight to voicemail now so we can so you can leave the rest of the conversation. Thanks, Brian. I love you. <laughs> Hi, Brian. It's your mom. <laughs> Uh, we sent out our first break room to, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was. Yes. No, yes, yes. Well, yeah, a couple days ago. When when this show airs, it'll be a couple <laughs> days ago. <laughs> I keep forgetting we're not stuck in space and time, so it's a, it's a little bit different. But so my, I we sent out the first break room, and then I had put this. Uh, if I don't know if you, I don't even, I don't even know if you listened to it yet. I did. No, you did. I listened okay. to the whole thing. It was hilarious. Yeah. So I put this voicemail in there that my mom. I can't had, believe. I can't believe it doesn't cut her off. At, it doesn't cut her off. It's like a four and a half minute message. It's like uh, I. I think it's like my my phone company knows that it's my mom calling and is like, oh, we'll give her an extra couple seconds to get out. Whatever. <laughs> And then Irving said that he loves you and he wants you to be his son. And then Jean from Texas. You know Jean from Texas. She's from Texas. <laughs> My mom always qualifies people by, by saying, you know, who they are and where they're from. So right. even though there's only one gene that's currently alive at the door, there was two genes, but now only one of them is alive. And, but she still calls her Gene from Texas. And then there's, you know, Bob from Oklahoma. And then there's Joe from Utah. You know, Joe from Utah. He's got one leg and he's proved to all the girls at the table. <laughs> yes, Mom, I, I know who that is. Well, Irving didn't send, Irving doesn't like him very much. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, can you call back? Because I'm going to send you straight to voicemail. Okay, bye. Hi, Brian. It's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, so I God sent, bless her. Yeah, so we sent out the the thing, and then my wife looked at me with disdain. She's like, "I'm not sure you should have sent that voicemail out." But I was like, I, I asked mom, and she's like, "I know, but you know." And I'm like, "Listen, I'm not making fun of her. My mom, my mom knows well and good that we all have that that's our style of humor, and that we have a good time with it." And I, I told her, I said, "Do you approve of me putting this message together and me poking a little bit of fun at it?" Of course. Can I send it to Irving? Because you know how Irving wants you to be his son. Mom, Irving doesn't want me to be his son. Irving can't even hear. Well, honey, he's he's just very sensitive. <laughs> Is he, he's very sensitive? Is that why he's never said more than two words to me? Well, you know when he's eating. I think his stomach gets upset, so he doesn't want to say <laughs> So he doesn't want to say too much. Because I think, he, I'm afraid, he, he, you know, he's got to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> you should get some prune juice in him. He doesn't like prune juice. He eats Skittles. <laughs> oh, Skittles. That sounds good for your stomach. <laughs> About as good as those gummies. That's right. Who's that speaking? Who's that? That's Hoadley, Mom. She does the show with me. Hi, Hoadley. Hi, Mrs. Green. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you know that if you go to Elegant Nails, they don't even—they like—they won't even touch you, and they can do your nails. 
That's that's amazing. I didn't get my fingers done, just my feet, because I figured they're not touching you if they do your feet. Do you need your nails done, honey? How are your kids? How are your children? <laughs> they're great, Mrs. Green. Yeah, it's wonderful. I heard one of them is going to school. Did you know Irving? Irving wants your children to be his children. <laughs> is that possible? Sure. Okay. Well, I got to go now. I got to go watch Judge Judy. <laughs> Bye, Mrs. Green. Bye, Dodley. Hi, Brian. It's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a lovely lady i'm gonna have her call in one time so you can so so the audience can see that i'm clearly i mean i think the message clearly dictated that my mom when she calls it doesn't matter whether or not you're on the phone she's gonna have the conversation with you regardless and then i I keep telling her i said mom if you text message me at 16 pages in a row first of all i can't understand a word of it it's like alien it's like you're like kenny (laughs) copeland speaking in tongue on those text messages in addition to that mother if you leave if you say everything there is to say on the text message or the voicemail, then don't be surprised when I don't call you back because right. we now have nothing to talk about. Exactly. Oh, Lord, Mom. <laughs> God damn. You know, this is, uh, but when you get older and, you know, this is just this is part of taking care of your parents when you get older. You got to deal with some of this. And someday, when not too far off in the distant future, my, my kids are going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> Hi, Matthias. It's your dad. Oh, God, Dad. What are you calling about? Listen, I can't figure, I can't figure out <laughs> how to fly my car. I can't car. figure out the, yeah, <laughs> figure out the virtual HVAC machine. <laughs> Do you think you could come over and help me? Did you know I talked to your mom? <laughs> me and your mom were having a fight over prune juice today. Okay, Dad, I got to let you go now. Okay, bye, bye, Matias. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely going to be what happens. For sure. I know it's coming. It's already probably happening in his head. He's already probably like, what's up with your mustache, old man? I got this mysterious, we'll put a picture of it on the show notes. I got this mysterious bald, again with the air conditioning in here. The air conditioning is blowing so hard in this small, tiny little room. Every time I get in here, my throat starts to close up. Um, I got uh, got this small little bald spot in my beard. And I don't know what happened, but it just appeared one night over out out of nothing. But then I read that apparently this happens, right? It's just one of those things that can happen. And it can either... hormones. Yeah, it's my horror. (laughs) I got too much estrogen running through me. It's all those television shows I'm watching. I did watch the Indian matchmaker show. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, yeah. I am in the middle of watching it. Um, So I got this little bald spot. So the other night I was like, okay, you know, let me shake, clean it up so it's not so, so the bald spot is not so noticeable because it's like on the ridge of my chin, right? Uh And then I was, I shouldn't have been doing it so quickly because I just kind of sliced right into my whole beard. And then I thought to myself, in 10 years, for 10 years, I've had a beard and I've never shaved it off. Never. And it's just, it's not really a beard. It's more like a really long five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me go for it. Let me like play around yeah. with my facial hair. Right. And so then I've, now I've got this Fu Manchu mustache and this little <laughs> flavor saver. And so it took my wife about five minutes. You know, I woke up, I went to the bathroom, I came back out and she's like staring at me and she's like, what the fuck happened to your face? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, do you like it? And she's like, no, I don't, I don't, no. don't like it. No, not one bit. You look like a criminal. And I'm like, well, and she goes, you look like a hipster. But then my mother-in-law and other people are saying that it makes me look younger. So, you know, 
who doesn't there want to you look go. younger? I save a bunch of money. That's the, those are the magic words. That's right. At, to anyone over the age of like 30. Yeah, that's right. And, and <laughs> since I'm 31, I decided, you know, yes. if I'm going to, so I'll keep the food man. The other thing is, is that I'm wearing a fucking mask right now. So no one can see my, my damn face anyway. No, so what does it really that's matter? True. Yeah. That's so I'm true. just going to have fun with it. But my son, however, he woke up and he was like, what, who are you? Mm. Crazy, crazy old man. He's already like embarrassed of me. Uh, so welcome to episode one, nine, one, nine. I can't believe we made it this far. We're almost rounding the corner to 20. This is the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my good friend, Holy. If you're coming back, thank you very much. If you're just joining us, you're insane. And you probably should <laughs> shut the show off now. TCBpodcast.com is where you can find all the show notes, find out more about Chrissy and I, and you can drop us an email or the contact form or whatever. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, I'm also soliciting, uh, as long as you're, as long as you're okay with us playing it, any kind of audio clips, uh, parody songs, anything funny you think you can add to the show, I'd like to get our community of listeners to go ahead. If you yeah. think you have something funny to put out there, send it to me uh, and we'll put it on the show if it meets our quality standards. And by our quality <laughs> standards, meaning it actually reaches my email address. If it reaches me, I'm probably putting it on air. That's a great idea. Yeah, right. I think so. I put, uh, so, And then you can go and join The Break Room. We now have a first uh, issue of The Break Room, which is just kind of like a newsletter with some behind-the-scenes stuff. We'll fill it out more robustly. It's our first one, so we'll we'll keep adding to it. Uh, and if you join The Break Room, you'll also get an extra hour, an extra bonus hour of content. This, this, this month, it's an hour for August 2020. It may not always be an hour, but... Um, bonus ahead, content. Bonus content. We'll just yep. say that. Thank you, Holly. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. <laughs> we had a big uh, meeting of all the head honchos of the commercial break. And yes. I was told to stop saying it's going to be an hour of content because you don't know that it's actually going to be an hour of content. And I said, you know what? Uh, first of all, fuck you. It's my show. And second of all, you're absolutely <laughs> right. So I'll take your advice. So bonus content. And if you join the break room, you'll get that first uh, first issue, August 2020. And at the commercial break on Insta and all that other stuff. So let's get right into the show. <laughs> Hi, Matias, it's your dad. <laughs> Hi, dad, what you doing? I'm doing a 3,001, I'm doing episode number 3,174 of the commercial break. Oh, you're still trying to get your third listener on that, dad? <laughs> That's right, son. One of these days, Netflix going to pick it up. <laughs> dad, Netflix hasn't existed in like 30 years. It's like Blockbuster, it went away. <laughs> What's it called now? What's it called now? Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's right. So, yeah. So I had an interesting weekend and I'm about to tell you why this is an interesting weekend. So last week, I, my wife and I are really, we're all quarantined out just like a lot of people are. I'm not, nothing new here. We do have a wonderful, lovely, safe home and, you know, we've got some activities in the backyard and that's good. But we have a son that's two years old and he's hard to manage in the first place. But then when you coop him up all day long, there's nothing else for him to do. He's got to get out of the house. That's what I'm yes. saying. Like we all do for God's sakes. So I see on the TV, I'm watching whatever bad television program on TLC I'm watching. And then all of a sudden out of the, out of the blue, dun, 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 dun. come this weekend to Atlanta Motor Speedway and see dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You two and your, your whole family can get in the car and come drive around and see dinosaurs. Stegosaurus Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know, Panosaurus Rex comes and see them all. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I'm I'm fascinated. I'm like, that's incredible. They, you know, they they have a show that comes every year to the World Congress Center where they have life size dinosaurs that they've that they've created. I don't even know out of what like magic. It's, you know, I don't know, dinosaur (laughs) sperm or whatever. 
Yeah. And they keep them in this little Georgia World Congress Center and then they doll it up like a Disney World feature. So you walk in and it's, you know, a whole themed thing. And How I'm did like, I not know about this? It sounds because incredible. you don't have children. That's why you don't know about this. Right. But when you have a child, even though I would I've never paid attention to these commercials before, I'm like, holy shit, what a great idea. They decided that they were going to take the parking lot of Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is the place where the NASCAR races come. And by the way, just a little, you know, shout out to Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's disgustingly run down there. You've got to get to your shit together. <laughs> it's the Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's a just it looks like it's something straight out of 1972. Put a little paint on the outside, for God's sakes. So I'm like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. We can get out of the house. It's be me and my son and my beautiful new child and my wife. We'll have a big adventure. It's about an hour away. We're going to go see the dinosaurs. And my son is going to love it. Oh, yeah. The exact opposite happened. (laughs) (laughs) So in order to keep my son awake, you see, there's a fine dance that we're doing here at the house, Hody. And let me explain what what I mean by that. Matthias wakes up at a certain hour, let's call it eight, between seven and eight o'clock. He then stays up for a number of hours because, you know, when children are awake, they stay awake for a period of time. That's how human beings do it. Children are no different. And then right after he eats his lunch, say around noon, his little belly gets full and it's time for him to take a nap. And thank fucking God, because that means we get to take a nap in addition to that. Yes. And then we keep him up for another couple hours after the nap is done. The whole family can take a nap or at least rest for a little while. And then we get up and then he goes into sleepy time or bath time mode sometime around seven or eight o'clock. It's a whole thing. It's a process. It's a production. It's set in stone. Do not fuck with the schedule. Right. Because if you fuck with the schedule, you are (laughs) fucked with the schedule. Do you know what I mean? Okay, here we go. So we decide smartly, we're like, let's get, you have to pick a time. So we're like, there's the three to six option. Let's do that because he can wake up from his nap. We can have the shit ready to go. We'll swoop him into the car and we'll give him the phone so that he can listen. He likes to listen to music so he can listen to his little Mickey, Mickey Mouse all repetitively over and over again. (laughs) Chinese water torturing his fucking father and, but it'll keep him awake. And it worked an hour down the rot and Mia's just fine. She's back there sleeping, snoring, making little noises. It's just a lovely day. We're out of the house. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, it's hotter than the Dickens, but whatever. We get down to Atlanta Motor Speedway. The worst place in the world. I mean, just the trashy. I'm sorry. I just have to say this. It's just like, it looks like a, I don't know. It looks like something out of Mad Max. It looks like a building that. I went years ago, but that was Years ago would have been the time to go. That was actually for a NASCAR race, and so I just thought that was the way they all were supposed to look. Unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, but we didn't even go inside. We were just outside. So we get there. There's no signage. There's no one there helping you. There's literally one cardboard sign handwritten that says, Dinosaurs This Way. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a guy outside going this way. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And there are hundreds of cars that are pulling into this place, right? Where everyone's got the same idea. And I knew this. I wasn't, I wasn't, I knew that they had been running so many commercials and parents are so fucking fed up of having their children in. So we get into the line to go in. Again, there's no one directing traffic. There's nothing. It's just a catastrophe of people trying to get into this one really? lane. Yes. They then send you four and a half miles around the parking lot 
until you can get into to see the actual dinosaurs. I have now paid $50 for my carload of children, one of which is listening to Mickey Mouse, the other one of which is snoring in her most d- delightful of childish ways, <laughs> and then my wife have paid $50, and we're excited to see the goddamn dinosaurs. Hell yeah, you're going to see them. We saw them, all right? We saw them about a mile before we got there. There were 10 of them, and we already <laughs> saw them once we saw them. That was it. They were literally sitting in the middle of a parking lot, melting away under the 100-degree heat. Half of them did not work. The skin was falling off some of them. One of them had an eyelid that was just, like, <laughs> winking at you. Very scary. It, it, it was the most... It was the most asinine thing I've ever paid $50 for. And I've paid $50 for a lot of asinine things. I paid $50 one time for a lap dance from a 300-pound woman. And so I'm (laughs) telling you right now, this was Chrissy. I sat in line for an hour. I drove down for an hour. I sat in line for an hour. 15 minutes before I even get to the gate where you're supposed to drive in and show them your ticket, you can already see the fucking dinosaurs and they're falling apart. You're already unimpressed with the whole situation. But now I'm in a line that I can't get out of. Wow. What a good scam. It's a huge scam. (laughs) These people are going down and down with this. I counted (laughs) $25,000 worth of cars. That is a really good scam. I have decided that I am going to save my Amazon cardboard boxes and I am going to create my own dinosaur park in my U-shaped driveway and I'm going to charge people $10 to see the same fucking thing, only uh, I'm going to provide free bottled water. At least you're going to get something out of it. We get up to the entrance. The first time we've seen anybody associated with the dinosaur dino land here is when you get into the parking lot, the part of the parking lot where the actual dinosaurs are. Skin is falling off. Eyes are popping out. Well, some of them have like uh, fake palm trees attached to their backs, like sticking out as if the palm tree is like growing out of their back because that's where I guess the electric (laughs) is coming from. So they have to hide it. (laughs) The Stegosaurus Rex had the leg of the Tyrannosaurus Rex stuck on it because I think the the Stegosaurus was, I don't even know what was going on with that whole situation. But, and then some of the dinosaurs, I shit you not, had fur. They had fur. The dinosaurs had fur. Now, I understand there were dinosaurs that had fur, but there was a whole, there was a, of the 10 but dinosaurs. But not the reptilian No. <laughs> Three of the 10 dinosaurs that we saw had fur, like dog hair, like, you know, African weaves going on. It was <laughs> unbelievable. When we got to this, to the front entrance, every, it was clear that everybody else, even though it said, stay in your car for the safety of others. And so that everyone can get a chance to see the dinosaurs, please stay in your car. Okay. But of course, this is South Atlanta, fucking Georgia. And, you know, there are, it takes all kinds. Listen, it could be North Atlanta, fucking Georgia, too. And the same thing would happen. Mm-hmm. There are children mm-hmm. and adults and everybody running up and down and all through this two lanes of traffic that are trying to see these 10 dinosaurs. There are kids oh. hanging out of windows. There are kids standing out of windows. There's one kid who's probably my son's age that's two years old and he is sitting on top of the of land the of the Land Rover sitting on top of it. He has been put out of the sunroof and he is sitting on top of the Land Rover. <laughs> Fucking morons. I mean, I'm like, holy shit, this is dangerous. Wow. But, you know, okay, so I'm going to pay attention. So I grab my son out of his car seat, figuring, well, whatever, you know, while in Rome, I grab him and I pull him up front and I say, son, you're about to see some dinosaurs. I want you to be excited because I'm certainly not. But the excitement on your face will suffice, right? Yes. We pull up. The first thing you see is a, is someone checking your tickets. And the second thing you see is another person. And they have got 
it looks like they've got their hands wrapped around a baby dinosaur, but really one of the hands is up the dinosaur's <laughs> ass and it's making little, you know, it's, it's like a little puppet and they bring it up and it's like, Hey, this is Terry, the dinosaur, you know, Terry, the dinosaur does has seen better days. I have stuffed animals that look more real than this Terry, the dinosaur did. But Terry, the dinosaur sticks his head inside of the window of the car for Matthias, right? Is like, you know, sticking his head so that Matthias could say hello to Terry, the dinosaur. Matthias looks completely uninterested. He looks at me and he says the following words. Which is his, his way of saying, get me back to my music. He was oh. like, he was so unimpressed with what was going on. It was unbelievable. We spent the next 45 minutes driving down 500 yards of pavement, Hoadley. It's 150 degrees. I don't care how, how, how wonderful your air conditioning is blowing. 500 yards of it, it, on a black pavement, 107 degrees outside. Right. It's fucking hot. I got the window open. At one point, I kind of stick Matias out the sunroof so he could see the Stegosaurus <laughs> Rex. And he's just like, da-da, da-da, tats. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then we put him in the middle console so he can see everything that's going on. He starts touching the buttons and honking the horn, and he doesn't care. There's a lady in front of us. The lady in front of us has obviously never seen a dinosaur in her entire life. Of all the, I'm going to guess, 58 years of her life, she has never seen a dinosaur. Because all 10 dinosaurs, she stopped for at least four minutes per dinosaur so that she could take a video of the dinosaur. Oh, As, wow. To my knowledge, there were zero children in the car with her. This was just an old lady in a beat-up Jeep, probably high on crystal meth, looking at the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Probably going, Claynon was right. They brought the dinosaurs back together. Donald did it. Donald Trump put the dinosaurs back on Earth. I got to be honest with you. I, I, like Sometimes I go to the zoo and I feel bad for the treatment of the animals. I felt bad for the treatment of these dinosaurs. And they're not even real. Right. Oh, uh, my. God. Never again. I want my 50. Fu- I paid five dollars per dinosaur and they can't even take care of the goddamn dinosaur. It was the <laughs> worst. It was like we finally found something to do. We finally got out of the house. Right. We finally found something to do as a family together where we don't have to put anybody else in danger. And guess what? It, it was it, a flop. It was a flop. Total fucking mm. flop. Absolutely miserable. Holy. <laughs> can't even tell you. Can't even tell you. Ooh. Speaking of cars, I had a flat tire. I had a, like, I got into my, my car this week to go run down and, and do something for work. And we have, I have sensors on my car. So it tells you, you know, like how many pounds of pressure are in the car. I'm, I'm never really sure how many pounds to put in, in the first place. I just right. guess, right. I think yeah. 32 sounds like a good number and it <laughs> doesn't, it, and the car seems to settle down at 32. So that's just what I put in there. Yeah. So I get, I, I get in the car and it says, you know, please fix tire pressure. And I look and it says my right front tire is down to 31. And I'm like, well, that's weird. It's just one pound off. Why are you bothering right. me with all that shit? Why are you making me concerned for one pound? <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me, car, why are you so upset? And so I just, so then I drive and I go to the place and I get back in the car and then it says it's at 27 pounds. And now I'm like, oh, car, mm. now, now we're concerned together. Both, now both of us have the concern. <laughs> okay, Kit, you've got, you, you got me, you, you've got me, I'm paying attention now. And so then I go and I run to the front of the car and I see that it doesn't really look like the tire's running low on air, but I have these run flat things. And so sometimes you can't really tell. So I pull into the local, the, go ahead. I was going to say it's a slow leak. The, it is a slow week. <laughs> leak. Slow leak. Slow, slow, slow leak. Shh. 
but I work around some construction and sometimes you get a nail in your tire. It's not completely unusual. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you run over something or whatever. So I stop into the local uh, five and dime. That's got a little, it's, <laughs> it's got some, it's got a, one of those magic air things. Five where, and dime. The five and dime. <laughs> the, I just pull into the, 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 the local pump and dump and, um, I have, it's got one of those magic air things. It like tells you uh, electronically how many pounds of pressure you're putting into your car. You set it and you say 32 and then it just fills it up for you. If you just press it in there. Yeah. So I do that. You got to pay, you know, $35 for that. So, you know, $3 and 85 cents for that service. And they only take credit cards now. So it's a machine out in the middle of a gas station parking lot. And then you have to put your credit card in and then it fills your air for $3 and 85 cents. That's crazy. Right. When I was a kid, when I started driving, they gave you, you know, they paid you to put air like in your tires. Free air. <laughs> like free yeah, air. I remember saying free air. It always said free air everywhere. Yeah. Now, whatever. So I put it on 32 and I put it on 32. And when I put it on 32, I noticed that the uh, sensor on the machine, as it says, as I put in 32, it starts going down. It says like 23, oh. 22, 21. Lady pulls up next to me, nice, nice young lady, pulls up next to me, and she says, excuse me, yes, ma'am, do you know if the air thing is working for your tires? And I said, well, I'm trying to, I'm like literally bent over trying to put air in it, and I'm like, well, I'm trying to put air in it right now, so I'm assuming that it works, right? And she goes, well, I tried it just a couple minutes ago, and it didn't work, and I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks. I get into the car, and now the car says nine pounds of pressure in that Uh-oh. one tire, and that my other three tires are now low on pressure also. <laughs> so no. I'm like, oh, fuck. I either, ha- I either ran through a bed of nails, or my car is feeling ill. It's got, a, it's got COVID-19. It's yes. It does. Yes. It wasn't worried to ask. So, of course, being the manly man that I am, I assess the situation quickly and call the dealership and ask for a courtesy car. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, no, yes. no, no, you don't need all that. Just come in and we'll check it for you. You don't need to worry about that. So I pull up and I pull into the, the bay, you know, like this big thing that's covered. Mm-hmm. And I pull into the bay and I hand the, the garage car. Yeah, the type kind thing. of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's at a dealership. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and so I, the guy says, yeah, we got Bob, the, uh, our tire expert, tire, a tire expert, <laughs> What's your tire expert. Okay. We got Bob, our tire experts working today. I'm like, oh, that's, it's great. <laughs> I, Just my luck. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? Can I, can he autograph the tire for me? So uh, he says, listen, I'll have Bob come out and take a look at it. Just, get, you know, make yourself comfortable. And we'll be with you in a second. As I'm sitting there, another car pulls up. It's a Mercedes Benz of some maybe 2015, 2016 tricked out coupe, right? Ooh. And it's got two tires. The back tires are completely bald and shredded. Like the what? actual tread <laughs> is coming out of them, Right. Wow. The, is that from like burning rubber? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like most definitely. This is from yeah. street racing for street racing, sure, right? Which we've had trouble with here in Atlanta. A lot of trouble with it. Yeah. People are just going nuts. They go into parking lots. They crash cars. They, you know, cause traffic jams. They do it on the highway. They'll like stop on the, on, on the most busy highway in the entire city. And then they'll just burn rubber and have a street race. So I look at this guy that gets out of the car and he's obviously no older than 18, 19 years old. <laughs> he's the tire you, expert. You can smell. He's a, it's Bob. <laughs> hey, man, what's up, dude? I'm Bob. <laughs> you can smell the pot by looking at him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's that kind yes. of kid. Like, yes. he's got his sunglasses mm-hmm. on. He's wearing a full hoodie. It's 112 degrees outside, and his pants are down around his knees. And he pulls up, and I can hear the whole conversation because it happened right in front of me. So, the guy, the nice guy from the dealership, comes up and he says, Hey, uh, how can I help? 
yo, man, yo, 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 listen, listen. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. Cultural appropriation. Here's the black white kid. Here he comes. Yo, yo, listen, man. I just bought these tires like two weeks ago. And shit, they came apart. And the, the guy looks at him and he's like, what? And he's like, look at my tires. They came apart, man. They came apart. My tires are brand new and they came apart like in two weeks. And the guy's like, uh, that didn't happen. Because that, that didn't happen. That wasn't anything natural. Like, right. you know, that's not from just driving <laughs> around. That's, that's from you doing something to them or you were in an accident or something. By the way, the back bumper and the front bumper were both in states of disrepair. They were falling <laughs> off. And I was like, holy shit. So, uh, so, then, so, so then this kid, he starts an argument with this guy. And he's like, no, 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 man. I bought these tires like two weeks ago and now the fucking came apart just like that. I've just been driving around town. All I do is go to school and go home. And the guy's like, okay, listen, I've got Bob the tire expert here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call him up here and let's see what's doing. Yeah. Bob, the tire expert, is another 18 to 19 year old child, right? <laughs> Tatted up from left to right, a little bit overweight, you know, and he's got his chip on his shoulder too. Mm-hmm. So Bob comes up and he says, uh, what's going on here? And he goes, yo, man, listen, listen. I bought these tires, these brand new tires, cost me like $1,000. Look at them. They fell apart in just two weeks. <laughs> and Bob goes, in all my life, in all of my history working with tires, and I am a tire expert, I have never heard something so fucking stupid. That's what he says to the guy. <laughs> and, the, and like, there's a manager standing by, too. And he's like, he's like, well, well, let's just calm down here. And he goes, are you trying to tell me I'm lying, man? Are you trying to tell me I'm lying and that these tires didn't come apart by themselves? And he says, you just bought $1,000 worth of tires. $1,000 worth of tires don't show tread in two weeks unless you are doing something incredibly stressful on them. Right? Right. Here's, here's what the kid says. Shit. I ain't even going to deal with you. I'm calling my lawyer and my dad because my dad is a lawyer. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that's convenient. (laughs) Wow. You're going to call your lawyer and your dad who happens to be a lawyer. You're calling in both lawyers Mm -hmm. on the speakerphone. He calls somebody like now the manager's getting involved. He's like, okay, just settle down. We can get you two new tires. You know, you'll have to pay for them, but we can get them. We can send them to the manufacturer. If they agree that the tires were defective, we may be able to offer you a a credit. But I'm telling you right now, we've never seen this ever. Right. Yeah. And so, no, 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 man, I got my I got my pops on the phone. I got my pops on the phone. Right. His father. (laughs) I'm loving this. What is it, Billy? Yo, dad, you know how my tires all fucked up? What happened to your tires? We just paid for your tires. Shit, Dad. I, shit. I was like riding around, you know, just to school and stuff. You don't go to school. Well, no, I was driving to school and back from school. Which school are you talking about? You know, I'm picking up my girl from there. You mean that prostitute you're dating? Dad, I'm in front of the manager. The manager of who? The dealership. Why'd you take your car to the dealership? Because, Dad, the tires, I'm telling tell you. Okay, what's going on with the tires? I, Dad, I don't know what happened, but the tires fell apart. They literally came apart. You're telling me that the tires came apart? Yeah, Dad, the tires came apart. Do you think that has something to do with the car accident that you were in, where your bumpers are coming on? Dad, don't embarrass me. I'm trying to, like, back me up. Yo, we beefing up here. We beefing. The only thing you're going to be beefing about, son, the only thing you're going to be beefing about is whether or not you have a place to live if, if you don't pay for your own tires from now on. Dad, shit, man. Like, these, they're trying to tell me I'm lying and shit. You're most definitely lying, son. <laughs> Dad, I, I, I got to take this. I got to take this off speakerphone. 
no, 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 no. Let me talk to the manager. <laughs> I swear to God, the dad oh, is, I mean, listen, I'm, obviously funny. I'm telling a fishtail, right? But the dad is like backing yeah. up the manager. He's yes. like, son, if you stop with that street ra- racing shit, you wouldn't go through tires so quickly. I told you to stop with that. <laughs> dad, I ain't street racing. I ain't done that in months. <laughs> son, that's not true. You were doing it in our cul-de-sac the other day with two kids on a bike. <laughs> dad, shit. I'm too shit, dad. Don't shit me, son. Shit. I locked you out of the house again. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. You got to witness this. I witnessed this whole thing go down. Like literally he called his dad who apparently was an attorney, right? I don't know. But his dad had that exact voice, like monotone. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you calling me about, son? Right. Yeah. And he said to his son, he said, this is probably has something to do with that racing you're doing. Right. Yes. And, and the manager was like, uh, yeah. Why don't we just get you two new tires? So right. it ended up that Slackjaw, you know, whatever his name was, he decided to take his business elsewhere. He was like, I ain't even dealing uh-huh. with you. You call me a liar. That's some straight up shit. I take people to more povich for that shit. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, you live, you live in the nicest part of town. I'm sure of it because that's what your plate says. You live in the nicest part of town. Your dad's an attorney. You're an attorney's an attorney. Like everybody's an attorney. Yeah. Right. You're poor. You're fucking, driving a Mercedes. You're driving a Mercedes. You're a poor <laughs> fucking father. All he's trying to do is get you out of the fucking house. And all you want to do is, you know, drop your, your, your girlfriend off at high school. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> when he said i all i do is go from school back and forth and his dad said you don't go to school i thought to myself oh this is gonna be funny yeah i wish i had recorded it i wish i had recorded it oh man i love it well did you get your tires i fixed? did bob the okay. tire expert <laughs> he knew what was going yeah. on well you know sometimes when someone has a chip on their shoulder if they're able to get their energy out on someone else then yes. then they like swing the other direction do you know what i'm right. talking about they're like, like sir yeah. Maggie, how yeah. are you today hey Okay, man, what's going on with you? I'm like, oh, hey, man, yeah. my tire pressure's... Oh, no, don't worry about it, man. She has this <laughs> time. Let me, let me fix that up. Full tank of gas. Can we get your detail on your car? Right. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you want to take the courtesy car out? 2021s are out. Ah. <laughs> if that guy had not shown up, it would have been like, what's your problem? And right. I would be like, yeah, I, uh, there's, I can't, there's, there's something wrong with my t- tire pressure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What'd you do yeah. to the car? Did you reset the tire pressure? I don't even know how to reset the tire pressure. If you don't know how to reset the tire pressure, then how do you know something's wrong with the tire? Okay, Bob, just get in the fucking car and fix the tire. You don't have to. You totally. don't have to prove to me how much more you know about tires than I do. I I accept that. I accept that basis in this courtroom. I'm okay with that. I I I lost it. Just tell me how much I need to pay, and I'll be out of here. Because that's the kind of man that I am. That's right. You pay somebody. Oh my God, I do. I just, I'm just you know listen. In my life, I've figured out a couple different things. And one of the a couple different things, one of them is no one likes this podcast. The other thing that I figured out, <laughs> the other thing that I figured out is, is that if you are not good at something, if you don't like to do something, or if you find something stressful or frustrating to do, pay someone else to do it because it's so much more worth it. If you can, if you can it's afford to do it, it right? Yes, and I can't afford it. to do everything. I can't afford to, you know, have people, you know, fold my clothes and wipe my ass and all that other stuff. Uh, but if when it comes to car shit, I, could yeah. I learn how to do it and then do it? Probably. Could I take the time to do it? Yes. Is it interesting to me? Not at all. Is it frustrating no. to me? For sure. I'm not a mechanical guy. It's just not my thing. I have a brain that can work it, the analytical, but I don't, don't like the whole car thing. I'm not into it. So when it comes to cars, I'd rather someone take care of it. Now, I have done enough car wheeling and dealing in my life to know when someone's trying to get one over on me. So if I go up to a shop and someone is trying to get one over on me, I'm going to figure that out. However, I'd rather pay you to fix it in the long run. Just please do it for me. That's how this I feel. Is, 
This is the truth. <laughs> this is the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Ikea furniture. They actually have people that specialize in putting together, putting together the furniture, but you pay them to do it so that you don't have to because it always comes with like a million parts and it's really hard to put together in some, most instances. So yeah. Absolutely. I had a guy one time, I I bought a house or we, we, we had a house that we were going to fix and we're going to flip and it was a, it was kind of a starter home. So we decided to put Ikea kitchen in there because Astrid Mm -hmm. designed the home and she put like an Ikea kitchen to save you about $10,000 if you can do it. Mm-hmm. But however, an Ikea kitchen, if you think Ikea furniture is hard to put together, <laughs> put together an entire that. kitchen with 30 <laughs> cabinets and drawers and all this other right. stuff. So it was clear to us the second that we made the order, we're never going to be able to do this ourselves. So we found somebody online who specializes in putting the Ikea furniture together. And even they couldn't put the cabinetry together. <laughs> it literally took them four weeks to figure out how to put this shit together. And wow. they've been doing this for like nine years. There's just so many pieces. It's incredible. The guy's like, <laughs> I, I, so I, I, I've never pieces. seen this before. <laughs> it, it just, I've never seen this before. And everything, everything is done with an Allen wrench, right? It's all yes. with the special yes. Allen wrench that you have to get from Ikea. <laughs> And it's like, if you just use fucking screws like everybody else, you could use a, you know, a, a nail gun or a screw gun or something. But no, and every piece has to be put together. Why couldn't yeah. I? And I understand the premise. You lay everything flat and then you can ship it more efficiently, therefore saving uh, money. I get it. I understand. But when a more complicated piece comes along, why can't you just put it together for me? I'm willing to pay the extra freight. And maybe there should be an op- maybe there should be IKEA flat and IKEA uh, IKEA vertical. That's a good idea. I think yeah. so. Yeah, like we're <laughs> you know two idea. different stores where you pay a little bit more, but you, they ship it to you put together. Sure. <clears throat> I just put together a swing set from IKEA. I mean, it was like I it, know that's why I was asking oh you God. was that from IKEA it was, when you showed me the picture. <laughs> it was not from IKEA, but it was from a company. You know, one of these companies that puts a swing set together, but they ship it the exact same way. They literally took 387,000 pieces of wood and put it in a box and sent it to my house and then gave me a 56-page instruction manual. I was going to say the instructions had to have been Unbelievable. So and so I have a brother, a younger brother, and he is super fucking handy. This kid is handy. He can figure it out, right? Anything mechanical, he'll figure it out. Uh, he's, you know, he's just handy like that. He always has been. Yeah. He's into it. So it was a gift from my, my dad and my uh, stepmom. And then my little brother says, as, a gift, as an additional gift for the kids, I'm going to put it together for you because I understand that may not be what something you want to do. And I said, I'll help. You just lead the charge because, you know, whatever. I'll just follow what you have to do. We were out yeah. there for three <laughs> fucking days in the sweltering heat. The, the nuts and bolts were lit. I was literally dipping them in water and they were frying like just to cool them wow. off so we could touch them. And they oh were my like, God. and I was like, oh my God, it was so hot. Wow. And the thing was, you would read instruction number one and you would put it together and then you would get to instruction number three. And if you didn't put piece of wood from instruction number one to the left or to the right, instruction number yep. three wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Yep. So for like, <laughs> One full, about one and a half of the three days that we spent doing this, Hoadley, it was just going back and redoing step one so we could go back to step three and get it right. We <laughs> sure. redid this fucking swing. It's just a swing set. It's just two swings and a slide. That's all it is. <laughs> but it was so complicated. And I thank my brother with the bottom of my heart because I would have never done this on my own. I would have given up halfway through. I would have been like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm going to put a swing in a tree and that's going to be it. Yep. And you kids are going to like it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But uh, God bless my yes. brother for, for being there. You know, um, that's really sweet of him. 
it was really sweet of him. Well, he, he figures, you know, the kids need something to do while we're here. At least one of the yes. kids, you know, one of them's two days old, but the other one needs something to do since we're going to be in this pandemic forever and ever and ever. Amen. And I'm going to explain why it's because people refuse to do the simple things that we need to do in order to get past this fucking pandemic. Yes. I read an article from a guy who has more PhDs than, uh, you know, than I have listeners on this show. <laughs> than like, you have on yeah. the, from the internet. That's, that's right. And then he has more real degrees than I do fake degrees. And that's saying a lot because I have a lot of fake degrees, <laughs> according to my wife, right? I am full of useless knowledge yes. that you will never use. So this guy uh, says, listen, here's how we get over it. We all go inside for six weeks. That's it. Go inside for six weeks. Everyone stays. We pay everybody to stay home. We feed them. We make sure the supply chains are still open and running. And, you know, it's complicated and we'll both have to figure it out. It's going to be a Herculean task, but so was World War II. And we managed to get that one, one, two. We'll figure it out. We need to do it. That's the way you crush this thing. Mm -hmm. That's how everybody else has crushed it, right? Like all these other countries, Spain, now they're, you know, they're doing their summer vacations now. And Mm -hmm. meanwhile, we're here and no one's letting us go anywhere outside the country. And you don't want to be anywhere inside the country because 15 out of every hundred people have the fucking virus. Right. At least from as a guy with a child. And this is not a political rant. I don't give a shit. I think the leadership has been horrible, but this is not a political rant. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I I just wish that everybody would do what they need to do. PSA. PSA. Yeah. We should all be together on this one. I don't see why. And and I do think now most, it seems like most people are on board with the mask. seems like everybody shut up about the masks. At least most people did, right? Except for the people that just went to Sturgill. I would Sturgis. I was just <laughs> about to say this, Hosey. <laughs> Sturgis. Motherfucker, if... Uh, Sturgis unbelievable. is a bike rally. One of the two big ones. I think there's one down in Tampa or uh, Daytona. Like Myrtle Beach. Yeah, or Myrtle Daytona. Beach, Daytona, Daytona. And then there's one in yeah. Sturgis, which I think is the largest. Half a million yeah. people over two weeks show up and it's, yeah. it's going on right now. Last week was the beginning of it, and they expect 250,000 people there, and there were pictures, and I didn't see a mask amongst nope. the fucking crowd. I saw, occasionally I saw a mask, to give credit, occasionally I did see a mask, uh, you know, and some people, women that, w- walking down the street, I have to say it was mostly women that seemed like they were wearing their masks, but there aren't a lot of women at Sturgis anyway, unless they're working behind the bar or stripping on a pole, right? Yeah. And, so, and God bless you, that's the way you make your money. I don't give a shit. And, but, and, and by the way, my brother's a biker. I have friends that are bikers. I love bikers. But what mm-hmm. the fuck, guys? I thought you had more common sense than that. I thought we were in this together. It seems I like know. the bikers are the ones who show up when people are in trouble. You know, they, yep. they do good things, right? They do bad things, yeah. too, but so do other people. They do good things, these bikers. They seem to have a heart of gold. You know, they're big, gruff, you know, tough sometimes yeah. criminals, but they do good things. They have, a, they have like a moral code of some sort and they all show up to Sturgis like a bunch of fucking yahoos without masks. And then you show up and you go to concerts where 10,000 of you are standing around right next to each other. This is how this shit spreads. And you're going to all go back to where you came from and it's going to be spread all all over the the place. And by the way, standing around next to someone with the virus with no mask to see fucking smash mouth is not a good idea. Let me name, let me name the smash mouth hits. Somebody once told me the world is kind of lonely. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. You got that right. Whatever the fuck your name is from the lead singer of smash mouth. Let me name the other hit they had. Oh yeah. They didn't have another hit. It's fucking smash mouth. I thought our biker gang would have better taste in music. Like they're seeing smash mouth. It's I think unb- that's all they could get to play. <laughs> I, I happen to have a copy of the schedule right here because, you know, I do my research. I'm an internet, I'm a podcast investigator. Sleuth. 
let me tell you who's they had a they had like journey and a couple of like good bands that were going to play there right i understand it's a different crowd and it might be a little bit older uh l- let me tell you who's who's playing at the i think the buffalo chip which is one of the two big bars there right and you you pay like 350 dollars and you get in for the whole weekend molly hatchet uh there's the slip and slide relay there's the school daughter outfit contest there's dick pictionary uh homemade mankini there's the world world federation pickle licking championship that's going on and that's all in between seeing adelita's way have you ever heard of adelita's way no no neither have i what the fuck (laughs) okay smash mouth played saturday and 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 by the way who the fuck cares about smash mouth why are you taking risks with your life and everybody else to see fucking Smash Mouth? They're yeah. a horrible band. The lead singer's got a bad attitude. No one yep. cares. They haven't had a... And, if, and, it, and by the way, if you're a Smash Mouth fan, I don't apologize at all for saying that Smash Mouth <laughs> is horrible trash music. It was back then. It is now. This is probably the biggest concert they've played in, in a decade. Remember they were... Oh, they, yeah. Do you remember yeah. when they went to Chicago? They went to Chicago <laughs> and they were playing like, you know, the, it wasn't even Chicago. It was like someplace out of Chicago. It's like the, you know, Sheboygan uh, pickle contest, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. They play in front of whatever, I'm assuming maybe 2,000 people and someone throws a piece of bread on the stage, a piece of bread. <laughs> and the lead singer is like, un. I'm not going to play anymore if you keep throwing shit at me. <laughs> I'm not going to play. I don't really like it. <laughs> I changed the world with my song. <laughs> the NBA season wouldn't be so good if it wasn't for Hey Now, you all Get your game on. It took me years to write that song. I'm not going to play when you throw bread at me. <laughs> that was a good imitation. <laughs> Listen, Greg Smashmouth or whatever your fucking name is. No one gives a shit. And yeah. the fact that you played makes me even more incensed because it's like you played to those people. You could have done what a lot of the other bands did about Sturgis. And they said, no, not going to do yeah. it. Not going to encourage it. Not going to be part of it. Don't mm-hmm. want to put myself or any other people in danger. Molly Hatchet showed up. I, I, you know what? I understand why Molly Hatchet showed up because they haven't played a live show since 1972. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you know who else showed up? Uh, Hoadley. Buck Cherry. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> or they're going to show up. I don't even know. But that's why we're not going to get out of this is because we yes. continue to do this stupid fucking Spread shit. Spread it around. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I, I really expected more out of my biker guys. I really did. I, mm-hmm. I like them. I like them as a group. I've met a lot of them. Like I said, my brother's one. I, I hang out with them. Uh, and it's just a disappointment all around. I, I, if you're going to go party, keep six feet and wear a mask. Right. Yeah. And then show up. But there's mm-hmm. 250,000 of them that are expected to come. And I'll tell you what, it's we're just not going to get we're not going to get through it like that. Mm-mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Tell him, Kenny. Stop mm. it right now. You're asking for the virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, what, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? Holy Oh, I don't know. It's going to be a test of the feet of strength physically and mentally. Yeah. We're going to keep doing our podcast. That helps. Yeah, me. we'll keep doing our podcast. Yes. Hey, go and join the break room and we'll send you an extra hour and we'll send you an extra. We'll send you bonus content. Bonus content. <laughs> Flat out bonus content. Flat out bonus content. 
And stay tuned because sooner rather than later, we're going to be on YouTube. Cody and I are preparing to do a YouTube channel where we will broadcast all of the shows. Um, so you can see us actually do the, you can see me getting all red faced and yelling at the, <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, mom. I heard you're going to do YouTubes. Yes, mom. I'm going to do YouTubes. How do I get that on my TV? <laughs> Channel 100, mom. Channel 100, what time? 7.30. Same time Judge Judy's on. That's right, mom. Same time Judge Judy's on, so don't watch it. <laughs> Bye, Brian. Bye, mom. I love you. <laughs> we'll get through this. Get through what, honey? The pandemic. There's a pandemic? I've been watching Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, God bless her heart. My mom, like hundreds <laughs> of other uh, old people around the world, have been brainwashed by Fox News. Yes, yes, yeah, but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. She's quarantined. She's not doing anybody any any harm. So go to tcbpodcast.com, join the break room. We'll send you the bonus content and the newsletter that we just put out for August 2020. Uh, follow us at the commercial break. You can listen to us on YouTube and like and subscribe. That's uh, that's the most important thing that you can do. It's like a podcast hug. We certainly appreciate it. And if you are so bold, leave a review. Please leave a review. And keep on saying this and people are doing it. I really appreciate it. Leave a review. Yes. Why does that matter? I'm not really sure, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel it better helps. at night. Yeah. Yes. Gives me something to do at night. I can read my reviews. <laughs> right now I flip through through the three of them just back and forth. And it's like, <laughs> excellent show. Ah, <laughs> people like us. Yeah. Brian's an idiot. <laughs> I flip through that one. You Bad audience. Sound it. Bad audience. <laughs> I love you, Hoadley. I love you, Brian Green. We're going to get through this. Yes, we are. Together. Yes, together. We'll see you next Wednesday on The Commercial Break. Bye. Bye. How plain does it need to be? That's right. Email us at thecommercialb at gmail.com. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley.